Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, All Seven Runs in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Michigan would have been blown out by Cincinnati in a game in the snow in the Midwest, and we all know it. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the host from Boston, and that's why I have no accent. And with me, as always, is AJ. All meaningless bulls should let a receiver play quarterback, Marchese. Uh, that's correct. But also, Kelly was joking about that, right? I know I know he was, but because he, he like, doesn't... He doesn't let it sit. No, he, he like, jumped yeah. to something else right away. He, he was like, he was like, he said it, and then he was like, and also, and then just... I'm starting to think Brian Kelly's the funniest coach. A comedic genius. He's like so subverse in his comedy that he he's eliminated like punchline sit. Like when he said he should kill his players or execute them. Yeah, that was that was objectively hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a comedic genius. I think you know he's Brian, coming back. Brian, yeah, yeah. Brian Kelly's won us. Yeah. Today we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who whooped, cooked. And mistook during the third week of bull season. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, 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 seven rounds in heaven with my lady driving out. To Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wage your future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. It's 2022, and if you don't yet have Spotify Greenroom, what are you doing? Because it's a live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join. And you'll be notified when the people you follow go live in their Spotify Greenrooms. Come with your spiciest takes. I got a spicy take for you, AJ. Uh, let's hear it, Rob. One of the biggest declarations since yesterday's show is of a player declaring he's returning to school. Whoa. And I'm talking about Riley Moss. Of course I am. <laughs> the Moss man's going back? Yeah, the Moss man's going back, even though he accepted his senior bowl invite. I guess the senior bowl 
launch show or whatever is already <laughs> wrong. By three players, yeah. Uh, so he's early favorite for Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, I think we got to say, right? Uh, first overall pick, even. First overall pick, yeah. DB1. I, I mean, w- Wanda Robinson already dunked on him, but it is what it is. <laughs> All right, a couple dec- declarations. I'll rip through them. You tell me what you like. Western Michigan quarterback Caleb Ellaby, who I missed yesterday. Ohio State running back Master Teague. FAU running back James Charles, not Jamal. Western Michigan receiver Sky Moore. Michigan State receiver Jalen Naylor. Indiana, Pennsylvania receiver Irvin Charles. Notre Dame receiver Kevin Austin. UCLA receiver Kyle Phillips. Arkansas receiver Mike Woods. Penn State tackle Rashid Walker. North Carolina guard Josh Izudu, Maryland defensive tackle Sam Akayinonu. I don't know. I can't say that. I'm so sorry. James Madison defensive tackle Mike Green. Pitt defensive tackle Keyshawn Camp. UConn linebacker DJ Morgan. South Carolina DB Jalen Foster. Iowa safety Jack Corner. Oregon safety Verone McKinley. Penn State punter Jordan Stout. And UC Davis punter Daniel Wellen. All these uh, big-time Mac wide receivers leaving school early, eh? I wish Skymore and Pimpleton went back because I think they could have gone far higher than they'll go. Yeah. But Skymore is going to be even more interesting than – I'm a Pimpleton stan, obviously. A Pimplehead is what we call ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but for for the Sky High crew, which is Me. what the Skymore yeah. fans – Yes. Yeah. Like, he, he was absolutely incredible with Caleb Ellaby all year. And – He's not like he's not to the same levels D Eskridge coming out, and obviously Eskridge had the senior bowl to boost his stock. But Sky Moore is that day three receiver who I think it go pretty high on day three if he comes out and runs quite fast. Yeah, I'm again I'm a part of the Sky High Club. Um and he's 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 legit. I do wish he went back because I agree with you. I think him and the Pimple Heads crews uh would have would have been potential day two guys and I don't know. I saw some weird buzz about Sky Moore on Reddit, and Reddit's never right about draft prospects, so that scares me. But um, he's he's legit. I like Sky Moore a lot, and I do expect him to run really well. And, and Caleb Ellaby is one of two quarterbacks not headed to the Senior Bowl that I think can go in the first four rounds, uh, along with Matt Corral. He he didn't have quite the year mm. I think a lot of people expected, but he had a really good year as a redshirt sophomore. He's still so young. He's got the arm talent. He's got the mobility. And he he had a couple throws, especially down the stretch. I feel like it was um, kind of an up-and-down start to the year. But down the yeah. stretch, he had a couple games there, uh, specifically the Eastern Michigan, Northern Illinois games come to mind, where he, he showed off some spectacular ball placement, especially in the mid to deep uh, field. Uh, he looked pretty good against Nevada. He didn't have to do a ton in that in the bowl game, but um, he like I would rather bet on developing him in in the fourth round over f- like some of the quarterbacks like Brock Purdy, like those those types. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I would too. Well, I don't know. There's probably there's probably people who like like a, I would take Caleb Ellaby in the fourth round way before I would have taken Ian Book in the fourth round. Oh, yeah. last year that yeah. is. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree, and that already looks like it's correct. Um, you know what I would like to see go back is Walker. I thought he had a he struggled this year. Yeah. Uh, started. I mean, obviously Penn State started hot and then then fell quickly, but like. 
just it felt out, outmatched about with those other big like against the Big Ten edges, especially the Michigan duo. Just kind of that was a really really poor showing from him. Um, obviously, big buzz in the summer, so I thought going back he can kind of kind of recapitalize that and hopefully turn it into a better year. So really interesting to see where his stock is going to end up come April. Yeah, he be, he he really did have some first round yeah. hype over the summer, and yeah. basically from the get go he was a letdown. Yeah, um, he didn't look like he had the athleticism to hang as a tackle, and it, it kind of feels like like I don't even know if he's going to end up drafted, just because the tape was not good. No, it's not. No. Um, on a positive note, Ron McKinley's going to be, I think, a a, fu- a fun one. He. Had about as good a year as he could have had. Yeah. Um, I know you mentioned him yesterday as kind of a stock down guy just from his bowl performance, but it's the safety class is kind of all over the place. I think after Kyle Hamilton, maybe if if you look at Jalen Petrie as a as a pure safety, after those two, um, and McKinley's a guy who's played nickel. He's played single high. He played a lot too deep. He. Uh, he he played corner for I think as a retro freshman, he's he's kind of played all over that Oregon secondary. He's tough. He's got great ball skills. He led the country in interceptions. He he's a late day two type of guy, um, that I think a, could be a pretty impactful rookie, given his versatility in the secondary. I agree. I agree. I think like that's kind of the perfect range for him. Uh, like like you know like the Elijah Molden. I know he should have went higher, but slipped a bit. Uh, had a like wasn't great to start, but I think he's he's come on quite a bit, and like similar-ish kind of dude. Um, and then yeah, but like what's what's not to love about Verone McKinley? You know what I mean? Like like you said, versatility. He led the country in interceptions. Like he checks all the boxes there, and I think you get him in, and he's just gonna be one of those like, like just you know that one of those guys that like kind of helps the, like a glue guy in the secondary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyone else you want to talk about? No, let, let's get into this. Uh, okay, so quickly, there were three more Senior Bowl acceptances after the final Senior Bowl show yesterday. So, good work, Jim. Um, uh, Cincinnati running back Jerome Ford just announced right like a minute ago. North Dakota State receiver Christian Watson. Oh, cool. And yeah, and UCLA tight end Greg Dulcich. The Watson one is cool. Yeah, well, it, he's an interesting one because he had a really good. Uh, season two years ago with lance when when yeah with trey lance then obviously they, they didn't play last year he played in the spring season um wasn't quite as productive obviously kind of a weird year um and north dakota state itself wasn't as good this year as it has been in the past but i mean he is a explosive downfield threat who's listed at six five i don't think he's quite that big no he's not like I honestly, he looked like six two and a half on tape. Yeah, <laughs> but still good size for a, for an explosive uh, downfield guy. Who they they did a good job getting him the ball in space in, in creative ways too, like on jet sweeps and such. Um, and he he he's a, a pretty solid kick returner too. So he's a guy who I, I feel like we just haven't heard a lot about. Yeah. Since twenty nineteen, but. He's he's been a big play threat for them, like he's a, in four years at North Dakota State. He averaged twenty point six a catch, um, and again with that size and that explosive downfield speed plus the kick return ability, 
Uh, he's he's kind of a interesting sneaky guy to get to the Senior Bowl. Yeah, kind of like that. That surprised me honestly. I didn't think he would be that, but I'm I'm happy he he got the shot. Uh, you get to watch him on Saturday in the in the national championship game too. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> go go Bison. Um, the other two, Jerome Ford. You know I'm a big fan. I love him him getting that opportunity there in Mobile. Uh, Greg Dulcich. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, just the running back crew is pretty fun in the end. Yeah, it's I just it's it's not it fun to watch in at the Senior Bowl, but yeah, it's, no. it's a good group. Yeah, like and adding like between Ford, Brian Robinson, uh, Rashad White, uh, Devontae Price, Damian Pierce, James Cook, Hassan Haskins, Abram Smith. Like those are all guys I could see finding a role in the NFL as rookies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Uh, good, good tight end group even more. Too. Yeah. Yes, tight end group even more fun. Like that they added Greg Dulcich to an already strong looking group. Me too. Didn't have like that big year. I I think he could have hoped for, but a bit up and down. But like the athleticism was still on display. Still like bringing those big touchdowns, especially early when you see that was was playing good ball. Um, no, mean, that's a good get. In, over the last two two uh, in 2020, 19.9 a catch. This year, 17 a catch. As kind of that move tight end jumbo slot tight yeah. end, just wicked big playability for a tight end. Going to be really interesting to see him, especially when they announced him. My first thought was, I wonder what him he'll look like uh, next to Isaiah Likely. Two guys who I think are similar types of tight ends. And kind of stacking them up beside each other will be fun. Yeah, that whole tight end group is going to be fun. I, I'm really excited for that. I think Cole Turner comes out and, and looks – I think he's yeah, going to be the you, big riser. Yeah, I know you do. I, I mean Char- – Charlie, Charlie yeah. Kohler is going to be the big slider. <laughs> that being said, though, I think I, – I would say likely might have the best week, but I already think he's he's legit, so I don't call him – you know what I mean? He's not like going to be the big riser. But yeah. maybe to the general public – I'm excited. Yeah, it's a good group at the Senior Bowl. Hopefully, Jim will continue to just announce people, even though he's announced his final roster yesterday on TV. <laughs> I don't why, care why see, they my, do my, it. My, my, my question, fine to do it. Like, I get doing the show, have Daniel Jeremiah and, like, break down, like, the guys. Yeah. Do it later, then. Yeah. Like, what? what's the rush to have done it on January 4th? I don't know. When's if, the... If, if the very next day you're announcing three more people. <laughs> What's the date? Is it? It's like not even a month. It's, it's like, like a month from now uh, too. I I believe the game is January fifth, February fifth. Yeah, yeah. Or February fifth. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like a month. A month. Yeah. I don't know why. Because like, they they want to you know it fucked the NFL playoffs. It's Senior Bowl month. <laughs> oh, you know you know what's a, a fun little tidbit. And if you read my mock draft uh, on my newsletter, the Armchair Scout on Substack, it's, fu- it's full of fun little Paul, tidbits. Rpaul.substack.com. Um uh, the East West Shrine game is on a Thursday. That's weird. It's like two days before the Senior Bowl. I don't like how much shuffling has been happening with the uh, with the All Star games, and like I'm not ready for it. You know what I mean? I haven't sat down and, like. Oh fuck it! I'll say it, AJ. The East West Shrine game is just not what it used to be. <gasps> Am I wrong? It's not at the trop. What's the point? You're right. You're you are right. You're right. Especially like the NFL PA Bulls nipping at their heels now. Watch out. Honestly, the NFL PA Bowl will pass it within two years. It will matter to no one but it, but us. But. <laughs> and the Shriners. Okay. And the Shriners. Bowl week three. 
Uh, we're covering all the bowls from the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl to the Tax Act Texas Bowl. <laughs> Which do you prefer, Tax Act or Tax Slayer? Tax Act did sponsor two bowl games. Yeah, and I never heard of them before, and I thought that was a power move. And, and I like that last night um, during the Tax Act Texas Bowl, we kind of had like a infomercial type thing from what I assume was the CEO of Tax Act. I'm unsure. That you know, what? that's maybe the most underrated part about bowl season is when CEOs show up and explain what their companies are. I, I agree. That's the most interesting part, at least. <laughs> oh well, here's a tidbit for you. Okay. Ta- Tax Act is formerly known as Second Story Software. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Okay, but you like this. Based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Oh, I like that a lot. Cedar Rapids is the tax capital of the United States. Now, do you know where Tax Slayer is located? Uh, I'm going to guess Coral Gables, Florida. It is an SEC country. It's in Augusta, Georgia. Oh, I don't know if I like that either. Oof. Uh, ask me next episode. I'll, I'll come to a decision, okay? Okay. And will you be using the one you pick? I don't know what they do. Yep. Obviously something with taxes, but... Oh, you're still supposed to pay those? Uh, I, I'm sure fucking Brian Kelly doesn't have to. <laughs> fucking Louisiana, baby. Uh, okay. The best mascot I saw <laughs> in this chunk of bowl game was... Well, this is kind of unfair, because... I mean, he's just one of the best mascots ever grace this earth. His name's Tony the fucking Tiger. Mm. Like, that's that's got to be the best one, right? Yep. I don't know if there was any others. So You know what I, you know what I appreciate? was like the Sun Bowl was a rain game. I like that. I, I like that Central Michigan and Washington State both lost their bowl games several days before them. And they're just like, oh, we'll just play each other then. I think it's only because like it was kind of like the, like Central Michigan was already in Arizona, so yeah, we'll hop over to uh, what was this El Paso? Here, here, Washington State is thinking, oh, good, we we don't have to play an ACC team; we can just beat the brakes off a MAC team. Central Michigan beats them, and yeah. I think I personally think Washington State would have beat Miami. I do, I do too. Little do they know, Daniel Richardson would have been the best quarterback in the ACC, like he should have been. Daniel Richardson's kind of he, that man walks on water in my home. I don't know what that means. <laughs> he's yeah. Jesus, I guess. He's Jesus, yeah, he's Jesus. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> let's get into it. Best freshman. Uh, I mean, it's gotta be the son of he Lou Nichols. Correct. <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't know who his dad is, but. Six catches, 71 yards, three touchdowns in his first meaningful game this year. It happens to be the Rose Bowl. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave opt out. Harrison becomes the perfect complement to JSN. Um, he, he got more passes. Uh, he got 11 passes on the season. Six came in the Rose Bowl. Every touchdown he had on the season came in the Rose Bowl. Um, he, he showed off a master class in running. He looked like his pops out there wickedly quick feet marvin harrison jr since the day he arrived on uh campus in columbus with a with a group of higher rated receivers he's been the guy people have been talking about the most and it feels as if this game kind of was was a showcase for what next year's receiving group will look like um between 
JSN obviously is the one, but Harrison kind of stepping over Julian Fleming and Mecca Egbuka, who were both rated higher the last two classes than Harrison. Do we know if Marvin Harrison Sr. actually killed that guy? It wasn't. It wasn't him. I don't know what you're talking about. Wasn't he like? Didn't he like have like a murder thing that like was under the under the wraps or something in I, Philadelphia? Not, Am I making I'm this up? Fucking, I'm not fucking snitching on Marvin right oh, now. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I respect that. I don't but know what you're talking about. If Junior was in Ann Arbor, you'd be snitching big time right now. I know that for a fact. Uh huh. Yup. <laughs> um. It does. Can I can I count Stroud as a freshman here? Because he's sure. Sure. If freshman. talking about. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I know a lot of sophomores. I only have like four freshmen. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm cool to do that too because I have more sophomores than freshmen. Um. Yeah. Stroud and JSN in the same game. You can count them both as freshmen if you want. Uh, I mean, Stroud outside of the interception mm-hmm. before half was pretty much was the I think maybe the best game he's played this year. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. And and he's had some pretty bonkers stat lines. But this tied for his most touchdowns in a game, and this was by far his most yards, set the Rose Bowl record. Um, he ended the season with over 4,000 passing yards, 44 passing touchdowns, completing 71.9% of his passes. And people forget, he didn't throw a pass last year as a, as a, as a freshman. And he came in and was like better than every Ohio State quarterback other than Justin Fields. Like ever. Yeah, and obviously coming back, you know, like the, they, it was all on him in this game. Usually, like you know, Travion Henderson and company there, uh, like he, he can lean on them. And like the, the running game wasn't terrible, but it wasn't it wasn't great. You know, like, no, they it, it they kind of it felt like they knew Utah would kind of handle business against the run, and then yeah. they just leaned on attacking a depleted secondary. And you know, Utah knew they were gonna throw because of. The, the score line. So yeah, no, it was definitely his best game. Um, it's always, it's like you said, it was one of those showcase games where they like, look, we got Stroud and Marvin Harrison and JSN next year. And it's uh, all right. All right. Ohio say enough of this. JSN. It was outside of his fumble, um, which he was, how do you not fumble there? That was an amazing play. Yeah. Um, like just, they couldn't cover him. And it was, it was almost, more about just the chemistry him and Shroud have and his ability to find openings and holes in, in the zone. And also, like, he, he showed off. I don't think he's the most dominant athlete, but he's just really smooth. You know, he, I, I saw a pretty good comp for him on the on the old timeline during the Rose Bowl. Who, 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 who? Tyler Lockett. Oh, that's an interesting Especially one. when he used the word chemistry between Stroud and, and JSN. That's... So uh, Wilson and, and and Lockett got in in buckets, right? I'm not sure how it sits, but I, when I when I first heard, it, I'm like, that's interesting. It's interesting. That is interesting. Um, but like, JSN finished this year with 1,600 receiving yards. Basically, the only thing he did as a freshman last year, as a true freshman last that, year, that was that one handed touchdown. <laughs> yeah. And then there there was all, a lot of hype about him before the year, and he he absolutely lived up to it too. It's 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 wild how how impressive and young this team is mm-hmm. um and next year it's like yeah it's gonna be shroud it's gonna be jsn it's gonna be trivion henderson it's gonna be marvin harrison jr mayan good williams luck. good luck michigan we got uh 
whole new offensive line, but good luck, Michigan. <laughs> Michigan's line, too. Um, or a couple of them, at least. Uh, yeah, okay, no, no. Speaking of Michigan, we'd be remiss in our duties if we didn't put Lou Nichols here, I think. It's just, it was just Lou being Lou over Washington State. Buck 30 on 30 carries. They just they just leaned on him. They're running hard, breaking tackles, put that offense on his back. The fun thing about Lou is you could put him for best freshman, but you can also put him for any other category because he's a third-year draft-eligible freshman. Yeah, yeah, but he deserves it's, it's, freshman. It, but I'm just saying, like, that's that's the power of Lou. <laughs> he, he's, I think he's the best player in the country. If he can do he all had, that, you can check every he box. Had, he had 2,100 total or yards from scrimmage and 18 touchdowns. Like, Lou Nichols is a legit NFL back who next year, I think, is going to, like, very much put, like, over the summer when people dig into him, I think he'll be one of the highest-rated uh, non-Power 5 prospects in the class. Yeah, and I know it just Wazoo, but it. it's fun to see him kick ass against a Power 5 team. And, I, yeah. yeah, like, like you know, the yards per carry wasn't monstrous or anything, but I also feel like that's more impressive because he just yeah. they just leaned on him. Can I jump back to the Buckeyes game real quick and mention a guy on the Utah defense? Sure. Clark Phillips, redshirt freshman corner, who they were down so bad in that secondary that uh, they're playing uh, poor Michael Bernard, the running back, had to play corner and was just getting cooked. And, like, you can't blame him for that. <laughs> no. Um, but Clark Phillips just showed a lot of dog in him. It, it felt like every – win or lose, he was, in, like, there in, in, in contesting pretty much every catch. And he played a lot bigger than he is, too. He's 5'9", 190. I think he's a, a legit guy to watch uh, next year. He uh, he had a really good redshirt freshman year too. Um, speaking of legit, last guy, easy one, Brock Bowers. Um, yeah, that first drive was all Bowers, and like he had five catch, fifty five yards, and a touchdown. I think like all of that came on the first drive, and then I think they just realized it would be too easy to just to just keep giving it to him, so they decided just to not spam him and. He gave everyone else the football because they could have just thrown it to him every night and won that game, which fucking sucks. But once you saw that early, that, that they're they couldn't cover Bowers, like, oh, no. And then they just went everywhere else. But Bowers is special, man. Uh, moving to sophomore, this is a guy who we mentioned last year as a best freshman, probably more than once, Deuce Vaughn mm-hmm. last night mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. LSU. It was just – I know that LSU team had 38 scholarship players and just never stood a chance no matter what – Interim head coach Brad Davis mm-hmm. thought at halftime. Respect to him, though. Yeah, it's um, big time. But, yeah, Deuce was just from start to finish kind of un- untackleable. Ran for 146, three touchdowns, had a, a touchdown catch. Um, he, because Kansas State isn't, like, getting a ton of ton of eyes unless they're playing Texas, like, he quietly had a dominant sophomore year and he's going to be really interesting because he's so small, but so talented. And it, it makes me wonder what he'll be viewed as next year in the draft process as a five, six, 172 pound running back coming to the same school. Darren Sproles came out. Of. I think, I think just having that Sproles name around him, which for, for many good reasons, obviously. Right. I think that's going to help him as stupid as it is. I think that individually is going to help him. Do you know what I mean? Like, and he, and it, yeah. it, it, it doesn't hurt either that as a true freshman, 25 catches as a true sophomore, 49 catches. Like he catches the ball really well, and that's going to be his ticket to the NFL. Yeah. And he's also, for a guy who's so small, he's still well built like that. He's got yeah. that Sproles build to him, kind of that thickness. 
Yeah, and like you, you see, like he has no problem running between the tackles. He, he might be at his best between, you know, like like right up the yeah. gut. Uh, yeah, Vaughn is Vaughn is a special dude, and it was fun just to watch. He hit them with like that little, like on the one touch, and just a little shoulder fake, and like the the lower half didn't even move. <laughs> the LC defenders got completely ruined on it. He was a monster. He just he, he if they give them the ball, like they could have just given them the ball every single play, and they would have won the game. But like that, and that that's not just a you know a shit on LSU. That's just how good he is. Um, can I go to the Bama defense and get Will Anderson out of the way? Yeah, Will Anderson should have been a Heisman finalist. He should have been. Yeah, and another two sacks in the playoff. Yeah, that the sack just to end the half, which wasn't anything had, too special. But yeah, he he had one of the most dominant true sophomore seasons, but also just dominant pass rusher seasons in recent memory. Yeah. Yeah, and you saw remember the, the second sack where he just destroyed the right tackle, just got under think, him and one so easy. Yeah, I think no offense to you, but the biggest joke in the world is the fact that Aiden Hutchinson was a Heisman finalist, and Will Anderson wasn't. They both should have been though. Well, That's Kenny Pickett certainly shouldn't have been. <laughs> I think the thing is that you know Hutch got the the premier player on 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 the you know the story. You know what I mean. He's the best player on Michigan. I mean, Will Anderson uh, is obviously the best player on Alabama, but he has a Heisman winner on offense. He he got affected by the defense bias, and Hutchinson didn't. You know what I mean? I think that's what happened. Do you think? Okay, will Will Anderson be a Heisman finalist next year? Did did, did coming off this type of year, finished fifth this year too, which is stupid. If he so. even if he has the same numbers next year, which yeah. it's pretty hard to top what he did. Does he finish in the top three? Yeah, yeah, he has to. I mean, barring like you know remarkable performances elsewhere, uh, he has. Like to. I, I think for the most part, people will, us like think the top three entering the year, contenders are Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and him, right? Uh, yeah, and yeah, and, and oh, and Caden Slovis because. Pick QB's always gonna be in there. Like Bijan will be up there, and yeah, and yeah, no, I, I agree. Bra- Braylon Allen, perhaps. Caleb Williams. Caleb, uh, well, he might not pick a school, but he should <laughs> sit out. Why not? Um, but the, I think the issue for Will Anderson's Heisman hopes is that he is on the same team as Bryce Young. Yeah, they'll be saying the same damn thing about Tommy Eichenberg, who I put here for. <laughs> Tom, Tommy Eichenberg was all over the field against Utah. And Ohio State has had some awful linebacker play, defensive play in general, but linebacker specifically this year. And Eichenberg um, kind of was in the rotation, but never the full-time guy. Cody Simon was out. Eichenberg got the start, and I thought he had the best game of any Buckeyes linebacker this season. I know they gave up 45 to Utah, but... He was huge in the second half. Their defense clamped up in the second half, and a ton of credit goes to him. Uh, definitely, absolutely for sure. Um, now, do you think? Do you think his performance is the reason Liam didn't have a good week this week? Yeah, <laughs> who's a better tackle? Is my question. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back to Bama, and uh, speaking of all over the place on defense, I thought Brian Branch, who's had a really good year for Bama, uh, yeah. probably had his best game, and he was he was all over the place in that secondary. Uh, six tackles, half a sack too. Just uh, that late fourth down, we just kind of closed down on Ritter. Uh, had a really nice batted ball, had another PBU. Uh, really, really strong game, and he's he's really come on since like mid year for 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 the Crimson Tide. He, 
he's probably the most underrated guy on that defense. Underrated is a good word because, like in that, I don't. In the back half of that defense, I don't know if there's a better player. Is that fair? Like excluding the the front. Well, I think the other thing too is. Like, Malachi Moore had a lot of hype last year as a true freshman, and mm-hmm. I think Brian Branch outplayed him this year. Mm-hmm. And, like, and the, Battle had a good year, but I think Branch probably had a better year. I, I don't Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting question. Uh, no matter what I know, he's, they're all better than Josh Job. <laughs> yeah, that, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, so I just went with a, a bloodline, Tommy Eichenberg. I'll give you another. BJ Ojolari. Yeah. He was the best player for LSU last night. Absolutely. He was. And... He he had a pretty solid freshman year, flashy freshman year, um, kind of an inconsistent but but promising sophomore year. And I think ending the way he did against Kansas State, a lot of momentum going into his draftable year. Yeah, like that early sack where they like they put a well, it might have been Warner out on him a tight end, and he had, he had just no chance. And uh, yeah, he definitely was the best player on the field for LSU, and I don't think it was particularly close. And yeah, he. I think that was a great way to to jump into his junior year. Um, I want to give you a, one that came out of nowhere for me. Uh, Penn State receiver Keandre Lambert Smith, who didn't have like a monster game, but he is fast. He is fast. I had seventy four yards and a touchdown. He was just wide open on the touchdown. But I just was really impressed by those wheels. So someone to watch for Penn State next year. Um, Michael Mayer was good again, but what else is new? And uh, one more draft eligible dude. A.T. Perry is always – I like A.T. Perry. He's a big body dude. He's just always those like that go-to guy, especially without Roberson out there too. Nearly 1,300 yards this year. Uh, I, I he actually, is eligible, but yeah. He is he is eligible, so I actually am for shooting up the board. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think given Ja'Cory Robertson, Roberson not playing in this game, I think A.T. Perry is more likely to be headed back to Wake this year and I think yeah. poised for a big, big year. And he just had 1,200 yards and 15 touchdowns with Sam Hartman. Yeah, no, he's he's legit. I like A.T. Perry a lot. and uh, He's going to be someone to keep keep track of big time next year. Mm-hmm. Um, based, my, my, my favorite guys to put as weekday warriors now are guys who are, like, maybe technically quarterbacks but shouldn't be or are quarterbacks but play other positions. So I got two for you. John Trey Kirkland is the obvious one, yeah. the LSU fifth-year receiver who had to start at quarterback against Kansas State and then became only the fourth quarterback or some third quarterback in LSU history to throw three touchdowns in a bowl game. Um, and, and then the other is Johnny Langan, the <laughs> the Rutgers backup quarterback slash tight end slash where's number 21 and is <laughs> just a, a, a weird stocky build. Um, I like Johnny Langan. He's it's it's hilarious how they've used him in Noah Ver, uh, Virgil, Virgil, Ver, uh, Ver, Vedril, 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 yeah, 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 whatever. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious how he's been like their wildcat quarterback for like three years. Uh, and, and uh, against Wake in the bowl game, they weren't supposed to play in. Uh, he he threw for twenty one yards, ran for twenty, and then had six catches for fifty seven yards. Johnny Langan's going to be a, an H back in the CFL. Yeah, all, all time and the QB sneak artist for sure. That that's guaranteed. Of um, <laughs> yeah, so I I like that, that was a great pick. I mean, I think I think Kirkland was like the clear weekday warrior, but I'm gonna stick in the game and go with a guy who, who I thought was actually you know impressive and actual draft prospect wise. 
And uh, KC wide receiver Malik Knowles had a really, really good game. Two touchdowns early. Only three catches, though. 42 yards. Had that, that first touchdown right off the bat. Like, just that whip uh, whip route there. Caught the ball like from, like, the 25-yard line. Just outran everyone. Then amazing dive to that pylon. You got tackled by a kicker. I don't know. Yeah, I know. But that was a nice <laughs> kick return. It was a nice <laughs> kick return. He should have housed it. The kicker did get him, like you said. Should have been targeting on the kicker. Uh, he should have housed it. But, like, he's 6'3", 200, and he moves like that. And... They, they give him those spots. He's an interesting guy. Just on a, Skyler Thompson time. should have been a weekday warrior, by the way, but big time, yeah. Go, go ahead. Well, uh, Adrian Martinez, <laughs> is, is Skyler Thompson eligible, still have eligibility? I don't – He can't, he's like tw- he's 24 years old. He can't have eligibility. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd love to see him and Adrian Martinez in a 2QB system at K-State. I don't think there would be any way to stop that. With Deuce? Uh, oh, that would be unstoppable. Yeah. Okay, want to want to get into best prospect? Yeah. Um, did you have a? I, I want to hear yours first. I want to see how who you picked for best offensive prospect. Fuck, I was just gonna copy yours. No, okay, okay, you can copy mine. It's no, a guy I'm you kidding, love. I'm kidding. It's I'm a guy kidding, you I'm love. Kidding. I don't got no problem. I'm kidding. I, I I picked Evan Neal. I think that's I I wanted to, but I used him him in my J for prospect versus prospect matchup, so I didn't want to double down. Fair. Uh, I I picked Evan Neal because. That Cincinnati front is loaded with NFL dudes. Mm-hmm. And my my Jay Sanders had uh a couple flashy plays, but they didn't they, they were they were coming against other people. Yeah. Evan Evan Neal was dominant from start to finish. They ran the hell out of the ball against that uh Bearcat front seven. Um by the way, the Bearcat secondary played pretty damn well despite the score. Um and Neal was just blowing people up. He is no man should be as explosive as he is for a 350-pound left tackle. I, I I mocked him first overall to the Jaguars in my newsletter um, because, I, to me, if you're – like, unless you're taking one of the pass rushers, Evan Neal's the best bet. Evan Neal is – like, he has everything you want in a, in a franchise left tackle in terms of rare explosiveness, length, power – He's got that big nasty to him. Uh, and, and his ability, like, I think he's better, like, better, potentially better than Panay Sewell coming out. Just the ability to climb to the second level is like Sewell's, but I think he, he carries his weight and his size a little better than Sewell did. And that translates through in his pass protection where he he's a lot – I, I think a lot more, um, a lot smoother in reaching landmarks versus Sewell can kind of get a little f- lumpy. Lumpy is probably we, not we, the right word. No, I like the word but, lumpy. It's shown up in, in, in Detroit too. I agree with you. Yeah, so yeah. I, I kneel on my J for my prospect versus prospect. And yeah, I agree with you. My J, like my J had a good game, but it wasn't coming against Neil. Yeah. He yeah. did. He did not have a good game in the run, though, <laughs> especially against no. Neil. My, he Evan Neal just kicked my Jay's ass in the run from the get go. My my favorite one was Neil just like I think they're on the left hash, but just picked him up and and took him all the way to the sideline and finished him into the fucking bench pretty much on the on the dirt. Um, that was really really impressive. And yeah, no, I I do think like Evan Neal overall was the best prospect this 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 bowl week and. I think if the Jaguars are picking first, I think they should take him. I, I agree with your 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 uh, newsletter mock. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, well, I'll do more. Well, I mean, I'm sure you have my J somewhere, so we'll, we'll do more there. Um, yeah, so I think Neil probably the clear cut choice, but I save him for that. Um, 
so in lieu of that, I kind of just went double bulldogs just to, uh, I don't know, do, do myself therapeutically. And I think no one had more of like an impressive game to really help themselves this week than James Cook did. Someone you okay, love. I like that. I, he was he was my number one shooting up the board, I, so I like that. Yeah, I mean, he only had 32 yards on the ground and six carries. Um, if they featured him in the backfield, he would have had, you know, over 100 yards there too. But, yeah, he had over 100 yards receiving, and they just unleashed him. Finally, really, they gave him yeah, – it was only four, four catches, though, for 112 and a touchdown. But they finally just unleashed him, still only 10 touches total. I want to see them lean on him heavy in the national championship game. I think they have to. Um, or at least those really specific spots. But they unleashed him finally, and Michigan had no answer. He was just uncover him. They, you know, they kind of threw him out wide once in a while. And when there was, you know, whoever was on Ross, I think the, for the touchdown, might not have been uh, one of the linebackers. If it was a linebacker, you know, Stetson Bennett was going there, and they had no chance. And it was just way, way, way too easy for James Cook. And I love that he finally got this. I guess it was a showcase game for him, right? Because he's always been, you know, a little under the radar there, and he's better than Samir White. Well, but yeah. It- it's also funny because he's been a really talented pass catching back his whole career at Georgia, but they've never really showcased that. Yeah. Like they've gotten him involved before, but he's never had like he's he's had a handful of games this year where he, he did the like he didn't even have a catch, and but he's never like they. I, I guess Tom Munkin's never fully fully leaned in. Yeah. The Alabama game last year comes to mind where I, I believe he had over a hundred yards in the passing game. But to get to see him on the national stage show off yeah. what – like he looks like a slot receiver at times. And part of me wonders if he'll work out a little bit at receiver at the Senior Bowl too. Yeah, because, Nagy's already hinted at it. Yeah. Oh, has he? Okay. Because that, that could be – getting this type of weapon into an offense, like he is – he's not like – like he's not – a bell cow running back, but he can be a full-time offensive weapon yeah. between playing back and moving around at receiver. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. He doesn't have to come off the field very often. And, no. um, you know, also fresh, fresh, fresh legs too. So like, even if you do want to like, you know, give him like, le- like, you know, legit RB two touches as a, as a runner, you're fine there too. Yeah. I mean, James yeah. Cook had a hell of a game. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go with James Cook's teammate as my best defensive prospect. I thought of all the Georgia guys who were flying all over the place and shutting down Michigan and making Cade McNamara wish he, he'd be, put himself in the portal sooner because uh, J.J. McCarthy's coming for that job. Um, Nicobe Dean was the one I thought stood out the most in this uh, game. He was mine too. Yeah, I totally Okay, agree. yeah. Just absolutely everywhere, all over the field. I know that, that Georgia defensive line keeps him running clean, but – Getting to see that kind of that speed showcased against such a heavy run team, and then to also get to see how good a blitzer he is too, yeah. because he is. It's not that he's like some wicked pass rusher per se. It's that he his timing as a blitzer is just ridiculous. Yeah, that because he, he it was like the the play action reverse that he just timed. Like you know, if they ran that against Big Ten teams, and that's a touchdown. You know, like Michigan. Yeah, he, <laughs> he did not. He did not take the cheese on that. No, and he timed it perfectly. It was it was ridiculous. And I think like the, the the highlight of this during the game, but I think the big highlight flashy play was when he you know they did that like that swing motion with Blake Corum, and that's a fast dude. And he 
he followed him all the whole way around the formation. They snapped it. They they tossed it out to him. One on he got there one on one, closed in in the blink of an eye, and had the TFL. And that was that was just a hell of a play. And like you said, like you know that that front opens up a lot for him. But that's him in space. Like you know that that's all him. The the front did nothing there. And he, he's a, and then he had the, the force fumble on Corum later too. He he was a monster so, in this game. My my question for you is like, because every time we watch the Georgia defense, um, Nicobe Dean's just kind of blowing shit up. Yeah, being a being a complete dog on the dogs. D is he going to? I had him go in the first round in my mock. Do you think his lack of size will hold him back? Because he's listed at six foot two twenty five, which means he's probably not quite that big. Do you like how high do you think an undersized linebacker can go? Like I think he's going to run and test unbelievably because yeah. he looks like he plays with that ridiculous speed. Yeah. But how willing is a team going to be to draft a potentially 5'11", 220 pound backer? You think? It's a good question. It's a good question. And I and obviously Jeremiah Usukoromoa isn't the like didn't ha- play the same type of role. And he he he, he I, he's a little longer, just ba- like eyeing it up. But uh, yes, yeah. obviously, he he's had a phenomenal rookie year for the Browns. So I wonder if that will help Dean. Yeah, I mean, I think the Georgia bump will help. Um, I don't know. Uh, where'd you have him go in your mock? Twenty-seven. I think that's probably the range if he's going to go in the first. You know, it's it's. It's late first, but you're like getting, he's not getting out of the top fifty. You don't think though? Right? No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think like so. I, and I, I did, uh, I did one of his games recently, and like he, he to me is like it's him. It's 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 him and Devin Lloyd. I think are the the most fun linebackers to yeah kind of break down in this class. Yeah, no, I to- totally, and I think it's they're the cream of the crop, right? Yeah. Who, who, oh, you said you also had Dean. Yeah, right? yeah, I had Dean too. Yeah. Okay, so we already touched for shooting up the board. We already hit A.T. Barry. We already hit James Cook. Um, I, I'm going to shout out two Baylor Bears who I've loved all year. Siaki Aika, who, yeah. once again, he he's like he's had such a good outplayed-the-box score back half of the year that I, I truly think he should declare. Um, and yeah, he, he, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. He became a dominant force, and his two best games came in the bowl game against Ole Miss and, and uh, against Oklahoma State in the Big 12 Championship. And he's got a little juice to him for a 350-pound nose tackle. Yeah. Um, like, I would rather have him on day two than Jordan Davis on day one, I'll say it. He also had another, like, great outplay-the-box score game because, like, he forced the interception, the corral interception, too, and yeah, no, nothing in the box score there. No, I think – would that be a hot take that you just said? Probably, but <laughs> he, he's very, very good. Uh, before hit the other Baylor guy, and I'll, I'll see. Who, I got a couple of Baylor guys too. And Terrell Bernard's like yeah. the Big 12's version of N- Nicobe Dean. Pretty much. He's yeah. a, also an unbelievable blitzer. Two he's sacks. also a, about 6'1, 220. He had 17 tackles, two sacks. Uh, just an electric downhill striker who. Makes up for his lack of size with his absolute aggression. He had an unbelievable year for that Baylor defense. Uh, I'm not totally sure kind of uh, – where, where with Dean, I think everyone kind of views him as a top 50 guy. I'm not really sure where it is with Bernard right now, the general consensus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Senior Bowl will be a big, big uh, showcase for him. Totally agree. Uh, I'll give you two more bears. Abram Smith, again, had like a buck seventy-two yep. on the ground. He just – they yeah. hand the ball off and he's just so physical. He's I great. That's, the Chris Carson the, comp is great for yeah, him, by the way. The, the, that's the day three – back I'm, I'm pining for 
yeah, the Seahawks will, will take too early. Correct. And I, JT Woods had a really good year, and he kept off with two picks. Um, yeah, he was a sneaky declaration. Yeah, I, I think he's – I mean, obviously Petrie's been the, the star of the show there, but I think Woods is a good ball player too. That's a really good defense. I feel like, obviously, you know, Baylor's had a great year, but I feel like we didn't give enough credit to that Baylor defense this year. No, because uh, I feel like we didn't watch him enough until late. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, not, not just me and you. I mean, like uh, the college football world. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like, Terrell Bernard sh- should be talked about more. Jalen Petrie yeah. should be talked about more. Yeah. Ica, it's starting to build. Uh, you're right about JT Woods. One of the probably the quietest great years. Um, I'll stick at defensive back, though. And Sauce Gardner need, like needs a round of applause for how well he played against Alabama. So does Kobe Bryant, by the way. They both played really well. Uh, I think the biggest thing against them in the draft process will be the level of competition because they were both like rarely tested at Cincinnati. Uh, but they showed up and they played hard and, and they gave up next to nothing to Alabama. Yeah, I put I put Sauce for outplay the box score. Um, That's a good pick. Really only had that one flash, that the awesome TFL on a bubble. I think it was Jameson Williams. Where he just crashed down. I had a great tackle. Um, yeah. he, he, he played great. I think there was only one guy in that in that Cincy secondary that wasn't that good, and I'll mention him later. One of our faves, though. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Sauce was great. I totally agree. And it's still so funny that that, that Bryant uh, can win the like, Thor, but then Gardner's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's that's a classic college football I, writers, but still, yeah. I think that's one of the the, the biggest shocks of award season. I'll, like, it doesn't actually matter, but. I was shocked that Kobe Bryant won the Thorpe. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, like to get the double nod, but it's it's also weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think they were they were both really good. Um, actually, you know, you know what? For Cincy, I want to see how you feel, but I, I, I just just got, I thought he had a good game. I thought Darian Beavers was good. I know it's hard to say a linebacker was good considering that like they got ran off for three hundred yards, but like he felt like he had like the most juice in the like other than my jay but like he kept bringing it and, you know he had 10 tackles he, he had a sack he just kept making plays in the backfield and hitting hard i i thought it wasn't his fault that they got just run over he had a really good year he did i um, like beavers it, it's gonna be cool to see how he looks in coverage at the senior bowl yeah but he's got the makeup of a, a of a guy who isn't like obviously sam linebackers are not really nfl starters anymore yeah. But he, he's got the makeup of a guy who's going to be playing, like, 20 snaps a game as a starting Sam linebacker in the NFL. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, speaking of, stick of the same position, I thought, outside of Nicobe Dean, I, I thought Nolan Smith had a really good game for Georgia. And I thought, like, he was just involved in every play there. And he, he stuffed the stab box pretty good. Eight tackles, a sack, a TFL. Uh, I had a pass deflect. Uh, I think it was a bad ball. Um, got in the backfield a couple times. I thought he was just kind of involved in every play. And it's... It's almost like every week, like outside of like the big dogs, literally, uh, one of these other guys will like it's it's like they well, take their turn being awesome, you know. They're they're obviously going to lose a lot to the NFL draft. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's the guy I hope as a he's a true junior, former five star, who never ha- had like the big big breakout game your year. I hope he goes back and gets to kind of really be the dude uh, yeah. along, with Jaylen, along with Jalen Carter next year. Yeah, that because cool. like. Realistically, like Nicobe Dean's gone, Channing Tindall, Quay Walker, uh, Dion Kendrick, Lewis Seen, Devontae Wyatt, uh, Trevon Walker, Jordan Davis, like all those guys are going to be gone. Yeah, and it, I think the big the big dogs are obviously obviously Jalen Carter, uh, Kelly Ringo, and if he goes back, he'll he'll be a guy who's on a lot of preseason All American lists. Agree, agree. Yeah, that's a good take. 
Um, I got same uh, or defense underrated defensive player from Bama. Phil Mathis had a really Absolutely. good game. Yeah, that was my next guy. He did. He really did. And he he's been there. It feels like forever. <laughs> he does. And he's been in the rotation forever, and he had a really good year. And just not talked about very often. Um, cause probably cause of Will Anderson. Yeah. But like he, he's in a weaker interior defensive line class. Like I think he's probably clearly a top 10 interior defensive lineman in the group and he's going to be at the senior bowl. I think he, he probably goes day two, right? Yeah. It's it, kind of, it it's like, almost, yeah, it's ahead, like Devonte Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's almost refreshing having, uh, an Alabama IDL that is under the radar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Usually they're way yeah. too overhyped. And a lot of them live up to the hype. You know what I mean? It's it, the, the hype is usually there. And like you said, he's he's been there for so long. He's been productive for so long. And no, I it was it was kind of cool to see him having a really really good game in the playoff like this. Um, I also put Wando Robinson here, who won the bowl game against Iowa. Literally, do you see that Chris Rodriguez was the bowl player of the game? Oh really? He had a good game. He, like, hey, don't get he me did wrong. score. He scored the touchdown to put them ahead. Wandell could only get them to the <laughs> one yard line. I thought that was the most ridiculous thing ever. Like that. Wandell was... was like going over the middle, getting hit hard by Riley Moss and the boys, <laughs> and just consistently moving the chains. Has the big play at the end to set them up for the game-winning touchdown. That was, that was unreal. Yeah. The, unreal. The, I, my biggest takeaway is how did Nebraska not use him more? If Ken, Kentucky. Got him a thirteen hundred receiving yards, over a hundred catches. Kentucky and Nebraska didn't know how to use him. Nebraska's a mess. That's that's just fact. He hasn't declared yet either. Interesting. I put him for transfer. I know it's transfer that popped on the scene. He just to me it's transfer of the week, and he was clearly it. But I'll I'll give you yeah. another one when we get there. But I, my favorite one was it was like third and twenty six. Can't remember if it was just before half or what. No, no, it was in the fourth. I think third and twenty six. He threw a post. Levis made a nice throw, but then he made like a really great diving. Like he just ripped it and made this awesome diving catch. A great route too. And then, yeah, just put the team on the, his back. When he was banged up, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh no, they're not going to win if he's not on the field. And guess what? He came back, had a buck seventy total uh, through the air, and he was just dominant. I thought he was awesome. Well, Will Lev- Will Levis, Chris Rodriguez, Wanda Robinson are all running it back at Kentucky. Kentucky's winning the SEC next year. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good. That's the new triplets. That's for sure. But that's a good trio. It is. It is. Uh, my last one's Brian Robinson. Who that was the best game he's played at Alabama in his whole career. Correct. You know where I had Brian Robinson. You said it. It made about... you look stupid. Yeah. 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 I'll, yeah. I'll... Me and me us both look stupid, but I figured I'd let you own that one. I'm gonna. Um, can I? Can I go a couple quick quick hitters here? Not too many. Yeah. Yeah. I go a couple quick ones. Uh, Sam Laporta was really good for the Hawkeyes. Yeah. And he was. He could have been a made me look stupid because I wasn't too into him, and like halfway through the year, kind of just felt like he turned turned it up. And when the, you know when the hockey started slipping, it felt like he turned it up. So that was pretty cool. 122 yards, had that awesome like screen touch on to take the lead. Was just their go to guy, and uh, he's a dude. He's a dude. Um, one more guy, like I think I just wanted to give him some credit because he's not that. I don't know. He's he's always good, but like, he's not like a big time prospect. Malcolm Rodriguez was great against Taylor Dan. He was great, and like. Had 11 tackles, had the pick, uh, made that awesome tackle on a screen that could have been a long, long, long Notre Dame touchdown if he didn't get it. He read it and finished it. I thought that was awesome. And, and last you, one. You, yeah, you, wait, you know, you def, you understand the Seahawks are going to take Malcolm Rodriguez in like the second <laughs> round, right? <laughs> Fuck, that's, that's so true. Uh, and last one, uh, a guy that 
I've given shit to a couple times. We know he's talented as fuck. Isaiah Foskey, on the flip side, had a really, really good game. Um, had that awesome sack on the first drive. The left tackle just couldn't put a hand on him. Uh, and then had that really nice strip on Sanders later um, to keep the game alive. Um, um, yeah, he, he He's a guy I think we've both talked about how we hope he goes back because yes. everything is there for him to be a huge breakout star at Notre Dame next year. Yeah, This was his first year playing like substantial starter snaps. And he looked good, and all the athletic tools are there. I want him to go back and just dominate for Marcus Freeman. Yeah, he's got a really good chance to be a first-round pick if he goes back. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that everyone you got? I was going to mention Britton Covey, but I won't. I got him for some. Okay, I, I knew you would. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, sliding down the down. board. Yeah. Sliding down the board. Uh, I think we got to start with your boy, Aiden Hutchinson. And Ojabo, if you want to throw him in there. They, they both weren't good. They're just... You know, yeah, but I, I personally like Ojabo more. So <laughs> didn't want to be mean. I love them both. I mean, yeah, just just nothing. I mean, Hutch had like the one TFL um, biggest game, and I don't know. Georgia just uh, the ball was getting out of Stetson's hand so fast. But even reg- regardless, they they neither of them were just you know we've seen them both winning instantly. You know what I mean? Like even if you're trying to get the ball out in in a, in a, in a, a step, it wasn't happening at times for other teams in the Big Ten. Um, and no, they they there wasn't a lot of winning reps there for either of them, if any. Yeah, it was definitely, but realistically, are they are either of them sliding down? Probably not. But just just you know, bad performance in the biggest game of their careers, definitely. Um, I, I do wonder when when we all start really diving in, if Aiden Hutchinson is consensus edge one. I feel like it, there are already people that don't 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 believe that. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, I think Kayvon Thibodeau's freaky athleticism, but also David Ojabo's, like you've even said last show, I think, um, that people mm-hmm. have started to kind of say maybe Ojabo's better. Yeah, Hutchinson, I'll say this. He seems like a trendy player to hate right now on Twitter. Uh, but, like, if people have Thibodeau over Hutch, I got no problem with that. Like, Thibodeau's a, a monster, you know what I mean? Like... I, I don't know. Yeah, will he be consensus edge one? I, I don't think he will be consensus at all. I think there'll be a lot of a lot of dudes with with Thibodeau and others. Um, sticking on the defensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. I I thought Devin Lloyd had a really quiet Rose Bowl. He did, and part and part of that was Ohio State didn't run the ball too too much. Yeah, they spread him out. CJ Stark kind of just sat back and picked him apart. But I thought. Uh, his his kind of lack of impact on passing downs. Uh, one, I thought they should have blitzed him more. Yeah, I was about to say that. Totally agree. Because the, the, it's it's not like that's something they hadn't. They blitzed the hell out of him in, in certain games this year. Um, but two, being such a non-factor in the passing game, uh, kind of worries you just in terms of can you take a first-round linebacker who can't be an impactful pass play down pass passing down guy, which is kind of the biggest question with him. Because that I mean it's the biggest question with a lot of these linebackers. Yeah. Um, but I, I just thought Ohio State did a really good job just eliminating him from 100%. this game. Yeah, totally, totally agree. He's he was up there too. Uh, I'll give you one more or another um, big name. Uh, Desmond Ritter just didn't have the game he, he needed to have. I thought um, just over fifty percent completion, only one hundred forty four yards, didn't turn the ball over. Um, I thought the big takeaway, well, maybe the first takeaway here was just lots of, lots of, lots of balls batted at the line, which I thought was just weird. Yep. 
And I don't know, it, like, it's not like he's a short dude or anything. I'm not going to blame that. It's just him not finding his passing lanes and maybe just not seeing the field great. It, that That's not a good, 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 you know, he needed he needed to have a game here. And I also thought, like, he, he felt pretty phased by the pressure. Like, he was still, like, stepping up and, like, scrambling, but he, he finished with negative rushing yards. But I thought he was feeling the pressure big, and it, it's hard to blame him, but uh, he needed he needed a bigger performance in this game. Because this is the game um, you're going to go back to, right? I, I agree. Um, bi- like, big agree. Especially when you're, like, there's been still first-round talk with Desmond Ritter. Yeah. More, more of a product of lack of quarterbacks in this class. But, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't see it. Like, where would you take Desmond Ritter? I don't know, cause I'm 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 of the mindset that if I'm taking a quarterback on day two, I should just not take it. Yeah, yeah. And cause it the just the reality is, the best quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's rare to find one there. Um, if I take that piece out of it, like third round. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. But that and, and like that's most of the quarterbacks in this group. I remember, like, I don't know, towards the end of last year, I said uh, I said Ritter's going to be a top 100 pick. And then, like, when I went back in the summer and looked, I'm like, I don't know if I believe that. And obviously yeah. I had a good year, but I don't know if he got better this year. Like, like just from a pure passing perspective, I don't know if he got better. Yeah, the senior bowl is going to, I think, yeah. kind of really clear up these rankings. Um, do you have anyone else? Yeah, I'll give you a couple more if I may. I think you're okay. you're the nice one today. Uh, the one Cincy player, I, I or the other Cincy player. Oh right. I thought Brian Cook wasn't very good, and yeah. I, well, he had the gimme interception. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but like all, all the other times, like I thought he was he was like near the ball on a lot of big plays, and it just felt like he was like ended up on the ground or like it just like, whenever they had like a big play, it's like Cook was close, but it just didn't make the play. Uh, I don't want to shit on him. I just, you know, I think we're both higher on him than than a lot are, or at this point at least. Um, but I just want to just – I hoped he would have the big game. He didn't. Um, flips – I'm going to flip to Bama. And this is just – this is a weird one, but I just want to circle back. I want to bring up Jaleel Billingsley again. I know he had one catch for 12 yards. He blocked pretty decent. But, like, in the pregame, there was that whole thing about how he had, like, an amazing month of practice and, like, he's recommitted and blah, 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 and they're going to get him involved a ton. And then, like, they, he comes out and has one catch. Um, and I know they didn't need him or anything, but I don't know. Like, like they, they moved him around a bit. Like, I think they had him in the backfield sometimes. It was just kind of cool. I don't know. But maybe he's a classic Nick Saban national championship game save when they need him. I don't know. But uh, kind of – he's 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 going to be an interesting one to really dig through come uh, come real draft season. And last mm-hmm. one, I, th- I thought both LSU guards were pretty bad. I, I, I put them here too. Those, that was, I was saving that one. Those are my – because I thought, one, I was shocked that Ingram was playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I do respect that, given LSU's circumstances, he still played. Yeah. Um, Chase and Hines overall just didn't have a very good year. Uh, but Ingram's a big senior bowl yet. And, yeah, they just – that Kansas State defense was so stout. And obviously it's it's a hard spot for them with Kirkland playing quarterback. But they, like, they could not pick up – like a yard when they needed a yard behind those guys. Yeah, and they're both game penalties too. Yeah, yeah, not a good look. Hines is at the PA bowl, so both of them get a get a shot. But yeah, no, really, I mean, like you said, LSU shit year, but disappointing year from both of them. Um, but is that everyone for you? That's everyone. 
Well, I got something to tell you about, AJ. It's called Spotify Greenroom. It's a live audio-only sports talk platform that you've never heard of. It's free to download and to use, where you can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's way better than Twitter Spaces. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download Spotify Greenroom app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Come with your spiciest takes. Who's your out-of-nowhere prospect? Uh, tough week to get an out-of-nowhere prospect, but you know who I'm going with? Adam Corsack, Rutgers punter, who is Mr. No Touchback. He's got like 120 punts in a row. Without a touchback, only had two punts in the National Bowl game. One of them was inside the 20, so that was pretty sick. 42 yards per. Uh, watch out for Adam Corsak, another Aussie. <laughs> Love it. Um, I had to put Michael Bernard here just because the fact that he was thrown into the fire to play corner against Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. And he made that insane uh, touchdown catch. Yeah. He's like an actual good pass-catching running back and a really good... Uh, compliment to thomas um but seeing a guy have to do that in such a substantial game like that like big respect yeah no i i, t- I totally agree totally agree um uh, I, I i also put greg brooks the arkansas nickel who i've talked about before i just love when he plays well <laughs> prospect who maybe looks stupid i already uh, alluded to it it's clearly brian robinson like you said he had his best game of his alabama career they just leaned on him Made the game not fun, but they leaned on him. Um, it was early. It was often. He was, but he looked good. He, he did look good. He was running hard. He was breaking tackles. I had that one where like, Maja had him in the backfield, broke his tackle, and just kept going for like eight yards and I think a first down. Had that really big run on the on the little flip from Bryce. Yeah, Bryce was a lot of fun. A little cool little flip that he did. I, if, if I can, I thought Vision at times. Eh, eh. But anyways, obviously a great game for Brian Robinson. They just they just leaned on him and I looked dumb. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I put my Jay Sanders cause I thought he was, I know he didn't look very good against the run, but yeah. I thought he was going to like, this was more of a pre game thought. I thought he was just going to get shut down completely and kind of disappear. I kind of um, did too. I think that's fair. Yeah. And, and then I thought he had a very good game as a pass rusher and big for his stock. I, again, I know he got pushed around a bit in the run game, but showing he could do that against the Alabama offensive line. I, I know it was against Evan Neal, but still pretty big for him. Yeah, I had that early jump off side too, which I'm like, oh no. But then he, he kind of like got going. He had that like the hit on Young where like Young drifted outside the pocket hit. So I'm like, you know, he's showing up, but it's like he's not making plays. And then I thought he like he got better as the game went on, which is saying something. Um, then, yeah, he, he had that big hit on, on Young's arm, and he beat like two guys on the right side and forced incompletion. And then had that like nice win on Owens late to like keep him to the field goal. Had a really good game. I totally agree. And then, yeah, like I said, my, my prospect versus prospect was him against Neil, and we've already talked about both of them a lot here. Who's your who's your prospect matchup? Uh, I just put the Michigan O and D-line <laughs> versus the Georgia O and D-line. Sure. And Georgia's both got the best of them. Yes. Like, that Georgia offensive line came to the fucking game. Yes, they did. Big Jamari Salyer, who's going to be at the Senior Bowl, had an awesome game. He did, yeah. And... Obviously, I mean, we, we've talked about the Georgia D-line all year. But that Michigan offensive line did not show up the way I was hoping it would. <laughs> Me neither, Rob. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I think specifically out of this, Jamari Sellier is the big winner from that. Uh, yeah, no, I, I totally, totally agree. That is, that's very fair. It was um, good. Who outplayed the box score for you again? Uh, uh, Sauce. I think Sauce is the dude. 
Um, 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 oh, oh, I put the uh, Jordan Davis and Trevon Walker specifically. They came by for four tackles a sack and two TFLs against Georgia, but they've they like they're just unbelievable run defenders. Yeah, Davis was just eating up blocks and letting other dudes make the play. Nah, that that's a very good pick. Thank you. Uh, who who's being overhyped? I mentioned him before, okay, but he he came into a playoff game and he's had some weird hype, and so I had to bring him back up. Uh, Alec Pierce did nothing. I mean, <laughs> Ritter wasn't good, so that obviously hampers him. But like, if you're getting day two talk, you're going into the playoffs. You got to show more than that. And against a, a Bama secondary that's that's you know not as elite as most times. You know, he had two catches, 17 yards. Had that drop in the in the end zone on the first drive, which uh, tough catch, high ball. But if you brought that in, and like that's kind of what he sh- you know that's that should be his bread and butter. Um, hit that in getting deep. Um, if he brings that in, it could have changed the game a little bit. Would have really mattered, probably not, but could have changed the game a little bit. So I thought, like, just just having a no-show performance in the playoff game for a guy that's got this weird hype. Oh, yeah, I put him here. <laughs> he he like was non-existent. No, he really really it was a drop, and then he's by Alec Pierce. Yeah, I I only no I had to make sure his injury wasn't substantial and was just a sprained ankle. But they were talking about Matt Corral on the broadcast, like he's the no doubt number one pick. I don't think Matt Corral's a top ten lock, and. Obviously, he got hurt against Baylor, but that interception was classic Corral. Yeah. I, I just, like, I don't know. Are, are we just propping quarterbacks like Matt Corral and Kenny Pickett up because there's nothing here? But, like, let's not act like Matt Corral is anywhere near, like, what Justin Herbert was. Mm-hmm. Um, I had him for, for sliding down, especially because of the injury. But, like, before the yeah. injury, he I, – I just didn't, I didn't – I figured you'd mention him somewhere. Um, before the injury, he wasn't good, like you just said. Um, yeah. If he if he if he didn't get hurt, would they have won that game because it was just kind of a a slugfest until the end where they where Bailey pulled away? Maybe, maybe. But uh, yeah, no, he, I agree with you. I think that's fair. Um, transfer popped on the scene. You said you had Wandale, but I'm gonna give you another one. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Working overtime. Jack Cone was good. He was good. Where did that come? Seventy attempts. Where the fuck did that come from? They just no Kyron. They're like, let's sling it with Jackie Cone. And he had over five hundred yards and five touchdowns. They still lost, but that was, that was so out of nowhere. And that's that's why I think he popped onto the scene big time. I was like, that's pretty cool getting him to go back there with with a performance like that. I'm I'm so happy for you. I'm not. I'm he Jack Cone. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> does he have any eligibility left? Do we know? I think he, he does, doesn't he? He's got one I more. He, I I assume he does because of the COVID year. I hope he goes back. I'll Google quick while you. Okay. But I think Notre Dame's usually fuck you with their eligibility. But anyways, go on. So my two transfers are one of them technically doesn't count because he's in his second year at the school. And that's uh, Wazoo to Oklahoma State transfer Tay Martin. Yeah. Who was instrumental in the comeback. Spencer Sanders just kept going to him as he had the three touchdowns in the comeback. Uh, he looked really good. My other one was a guy who had a huge game in their bowl game and then entered, entered the transfer portal after the game. Joe Foucha, the Arkansas DB. He had, he had a sack on a blitz. He had a sick interception against Penn State. And then, yeah, he's in the portal now. And I, I think that's a very interesting DB uh, to, to try and get your hands on. I know Brian Kelly was talking about the portal last night. Maybe he has them. <laughs> He's a grad student, but I don't, I don't know if he can come back because of COVID. 
I think we should let him. I think they sh- absolutely should let him. I don't know. Probably, I guess not. That sucks. Um, who's your small school guy that caught your eye? Well, because technically, we the only small school game we have is Central Michigan, right? Yeah, I picked a Central Michigan player. Okay, so Utah used to be, in theory, a small school when they were not in the uh, Pac-12. Uh, and this guy is small in stature. And he's been around so long that I just had to put Britton Covey here. Because he had the 97-yard kick return touchdown. Caught a touchdown. He's going to be in the NFL somehow, some way. He's 26 uh, years old. He's, he's, he's got, uh, he could go back for his seventh year if he wanted. You just got to give some respect to, to also, Britton Covey. Also, I, I love the fake opt-out, too. That like I think that that's what made it, you know. Like he's uh, like, ah, I'm not, I'm, uh, you know, I'm gonna sit this last one. You know, the knees are getting sore. I'm getting up there and <laughs> slings back and was awesome. Uh, I think I think you know it's the Rose Bowl, it's a premier game. You know, everyone's watching this game. I think Gunnar Olszewski was watching this game, shaking his boots because because Brittany Covey's coming for his job. So that's my bold prediction. Um, <laughs> my small school, I am going to Central Michigan, and Central Michigan linebacker Troy Brown, who is very uh, undersized at 6'2", 218, but he's fast as hell. He flew around, had a really good game against Wazoo. Uh, 11 tackles, had a sack, uh, uh, two-and-a-half TFLs. One of them was just really nice play where, like, he just undercut a pulling guard by, like, just, like, launching himself and, like, like towards, towards the back, and it was just an awesome TFL. I, I think it's – and I was, like, checking him out on Twitter because I didn't know too much. Ben Fennell's, like, been, been pounding the table for him, like, all year. Like, okay, this is someone to, to, to know know. And uh that was pretty cool. I thought he had a really nice game. Yeah, he, he's a really fun player to watch. Yeah. That's from Michigan's got some dudes. The Mac's got some dudes. Amen, brother. Uh okay, before we get out of here. The championship is here. Number three, Georgia, versus number one Alabama, Monday night, eight PM ESPN at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Makes me sick. Why is it at Lucas Oil Stadium? Because they finally gave the Midwest something. They gave the North something, and they ruined it with an SEC rematch game. Makes me sick to my stomach. How much better would this be if it was outside? Way better. But you know what would have been better? If it was Michigan and Cincy in Indy. That would have been something. Anyways, we don't get it. Uh, I hate it. We we both know if if, 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 uh, the playoff games last week were in the Midwest Mm -hmm. outside – this would be Michigan. Not, not even close. It would have been blow it the other way. Um, <laughs> I hated it when it was Georgia, Alabama in Atlanta. I'm like, this is just an SEC championship. It was a great game, obviously, but it's just SEC again. But it, it makes me feel worse when it's in Indy. Anyways, Georgia's minus three. Neither of us can figure why? out why. Why? What? Like, why? Like, I was legitimately, I was watching, I think, I don't know if it was halftime of. Uh, the Rose Bowl. I don't. I forget what it was. But Matt Barry mentioned the line, mm-hmm. and I thought he said it wrong. And then I go and check, and yeah, Georgia's fucking three point favorite. Georgia fans must be pissed about that, by the way. Probably. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll give you a little. So uh, apparently the history's on Georgia's side, as like when when you get a rematch in a, in the the ninety or the de facto ninety whatever in the bowl game, uh, it usually goes the other way, right? Mm-hmm. But also, this is so I think Vegas is in. Okay, so I remember when I picked the SEC championship game, I said Alabama would win so they can get them both in the national championship game, right? So I think the SEC fix is probably on Georgia's side because they probably just dogged it. You know, Kirby's like, of course, Nick, let's let's both. I'll meet you again in, in Indy, like we always do. Um, and Vegas knows about it, and Vegas knows because there's no reason for all at all for Georgia to be favored after Alabama ruined them a month, like a month exactly ago. 
Okay. I'm prepared to put all the money left in my account on Alabama. Money there's something line. fishy though. Doesn't that line fish you out though? Like there's I know that if it, if if it was a pick em, I'd be more confident in Alabama. If Alabama was minus five, I'd be more confident in them. Like I don't know. There's something I don't know. In regards, I, I'm picking Bama too. Like, come on, you, you can't watch that SEC championship game and not think that Alabama's not going to just come out there and okay. do it again. My bigger question is the total. I, I the total is 52. What do you think about that? I'm not sure. You know, it's you know, it's, we did a bull pick them, and and my girlfriend before she's like, what's a what's a realistic football number for a total? I'm like, like I don't know, like you know, between 45 and 70 is like for college football average. She picked 52. Way back before we knew the matchup, like uh, at the okay, start of yeah, the season, which is weird. Okay, no, between that and Alabama being plus three, something's fishy going on. Yes, I don't like it. Um, I think I take the over, but would it shock? The like, over's I, more fun. It's more fun, but would it shock you if they come out and this is like, like, all right, it's Brian Robinson time again, like we just did <laughs> against Cincy. Um, <laughs> would it shock you if, it, if you know if it's twenty to nineteen final? Probably not. You know what well, I mean? Well, I think but, the, the the bigger worry is. If it does go shootout, Mo can Stetson Bennett hang. No, but but he, no, he was but great. Here's though. the thing. Yeah, it, George is minus three because Vegas knows Kirby's starting JT. I was hoping they were going to start JT against Michigan. I'm not. I'm going to be honest. I, I thought had, that like, like COVID last week. I, did I, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that Stetson was good. Um, but no, I, I think Alabama's just going to go back to the same recipe in that championship game and. That air attack is going to be unstoppable, and don't forget Georgia. Georgia's up what ten nothing in that SEC championship game, and then they just got railroaded. Um, and if they can't protect a lead, you know what I mean? They're built to 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 to, to fucking lead and finish games. If they can't protect that SEC championship game, I I don't know. Give me Alabama. I'm getting points. Give me Alabama. Even if the, the fix is in and it is too fishy, I don't care. I'm gonna I'm gonna die on that. But if if, if Georgia does win, I, I know it's I know it's all rigged. I can't. Yeah. It's a no, so it's a no you lose can't situation. lose. You yeah, exactly. Can't lose. Exactly. So the the really the, the more interesting question, and you already alluded to it earlier, uh, this Saturday, Montana State, <laughs> North Dakota State, in uh, one, it's a it's a travesty. This game's in Frisco. Why is every fucking game in Frisco? But like what like Mon- Montana State, North Dakota State should be playing somewhere in the cold. I don't uh, get. The, yeah, that's hundred. I don't get this weird push from Frisco to be like. A college football hub it's it's very weird it especially weird. when like in the stadium it always says like you know home of the u.s soccer museum or something <laughs> anyways um north dakota state is a seven and a half point favorite Mon- montana state's got our boy troy anderson though it's so hard to pick against the bison i haven't watched any fcs this year i will be tuning in for that i wish it was on tv in canada here but um Give me Montana State plus the points. Does North Dakota State win? Yeah, so they win. They're unstoppable, but they're, it's going to be a close can, game. Sorry, can I get a final score prediction? <laughs> yeah, uh, 23-17. So you're saying take the under? Take the under, and I don't know what so it I is. I think it's, but... it's 41 and a half. Yeah, that's, about, that's what I would have guessed it was. Uh, take the under, and uh, but but take take Montana State plus the points. Well, it's funny. North, like, North Dakota State doesn't really have a quarterback. Um I don't know. He went in the portal, remember? right? At the beginning of the playoffs? North Dakota State? I think so, yeah. Is Because they've been running with Quincy Patterson, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm who's, not full. Who's I'm, the, who's I'm the not Virginia full. Tech transfer? Yeah. The GOAT. Yeah. He, I'm pretty sure he was on Elite 11 and uh, 
Um, Trent Dilfer liked his mocks. Can I ask you one more thing about the national championship game? Which one? The FBS. Oh, no. I've got two more questions for you about the FCS championship game. <laughs> okay, okay, deal. <laughs> what what matchup in, in the natty? Like, prospect versus prospect. It doesn't have to be prospect. It just be two players. Uh, position group. Which one are you most excited to really, like, sit down and that's the one you're focusing on? Wait, just, sorry, two guys going against each other? Yeah, or it could be, you know, the off the line versus the D. Like, just give me give me a matchup that you're going to really focus on. I, I would love to I would love to see Evan Neal and Trevon Walker kind of yeah. line up against each other. Um, seeing Jamison Williams and Darion Kendrick would that be was really the one fun, too. I was going to say, because neither of us mentioned Kendrick. He had the two picks against Michigan. I didn't well, think he played that well. I didn't yeah, think he played that He He... Multiple times, uh, your fucking boy, what's his name, Roman Roman Wilson? Yeah, yeah. He he had a couple steps on Kendrick a couple times. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, the interceptions weren't... The the second one was pass interference, and he was out of bounds, and came back in bounds. And the first one was, uh, like, a complete fluke. Yeah. yeah. See, so I, I, mm-hmm, I agree with you. I, this is a big test for Deere on Kendrick. Yeah, and Williams is coming off a quiet game where they just didn't need him. So, yeah, it's it, I, I think that... Like, just pure prospecting and, like, going into this week, I think that's the one I want to watch. But, I mean, you're not going to – everywhere you look on this field is something fucking prime. Okay, AJ, before we go, should I lay 40, uh, 40 smacker units on – Units? Okay, four, four, yeah, one – no, two units. Okay. No, wait, four units. Uh, <laughs> on Alabama money line with the over? 40 you... bucks to make 120 – or 128. I think you should because you still believe in football. Done. That's all I need to hear. Okay. Plus, I don't know how to take my money out of my account, so I might as well use it. <laughs> uh, hey, guess what? We're going to talk about the NFL for some reason next episode tomorrow. So, see you then.